Good day, everybody. I'm David Irvin. I'm a leadership development specialist and a best-selling author, and we want to welcome you to the Leaders Navigator podcast. It, what is uniquely special is that I'm doing this podcast together with my daughter, Haley, and I'm super excited about this opportunity to work jointly on this project that we feel so passionate about. So welcome, Haley. It's good to be together with you for another episode. I likewise. Feels good. I love this. <laughs> I see you're surrounded by your animals there. Oh, never ends. Yeah. And then when one leaves to go get his ball, namely the dog, then the cat comes and takes his place. And then the dog comes back and the cat gets angry and they hit and then the cat kisses at the dog. And then the dog's like, great, now I can play with you. Awesome. And then the cat takes off and then the dog brings his ball and tries to follow the cat, trying to play with the cat. And anyway, it's a whole fiasco. <laughs> It never ends. Guys, these guys definitely know how to live authentically. Oh my gosh, always. They don't always. stress over what the meaning of life is. No, they do stress about, you know, who gets more attention. Even today, I was just sitting on the stairs getting ready to, to leave and I'm petting the kitty. And then the dog just decides, nope, now I must sit on your lap. And it ends up becoming a whole fiasco. They can't share. They're not good at sharing. But they do know <laughs> how to live in the present. This is true. This is true. They do. And they do. Uh, I was just reading too. Um, apparently one of the few emotions that they, they they know dogs can't feel remorse. I have no idea how they test this, but whatever. Um, so they say dogs can't feel remorse. So like when you walk in and you realize that your dog ate a pack of six buns, um, you know, that you were planning to make a sandwich with, like mine did at the beginning of the week. Um, they actually, they, and they look guilty. They don't feel guilt. They just know that a punishment is coming. Um, however, apparently they can't actually feel jealousy. How how they test this is beyond me. But anyway, now you have it. There you have it. <laughs> yes, we, well, we, they could inspire us. Yes. yes and they do. Exactly. exactly. And if they don't inspire us, they will at least love us unconditionally. This is true. <laughs> now, Haley, you had a great idea for a topic today for yeah. our episode. Do you want to elaborate on what your thoughts are? Yeah, for sure. So uh, right now, as you know, uh, I'm a high school English teacher and doing a, I dabble in guidance counseling. I'm by no means a licensed therapist or a proper guidance counselor, but I help kids with stress and careers and stuff. Um, so yeah, so and I, I do I love my job. I love working with teenagers. I love teaching. I love going to work every day. I, I feel, I, you know, work is very close to me. I work with my husband, as you know, and I, I love, I love where I work, but the whole purpose of, of why I ended up in teaching way back in university was, was never to be a, a classroom teacher. I always, you know, had big dreams of working for some nonprofit and in, in some faraway country, working with local communities to develop some sort of, you know, curriculum that worked and empowered women mainly to get them to go to school and keep them in school and, you know, to help, you know, turn their entire community around and empower these individuals. So that was always my plan in university. And I figured I needed to get some years of experience under my belt before I did that. And, and then, you know, before you know it, here I am. And so I was just sort of dabbling, I guess, in the idea of a master's program or graduate school and or you know certificate sort of things like that but now it's this this big question of does this actually practically make sense to to do an entire career switch and to you know spend a bunch of money on you know a degree that I don't need right now for my career um 
take a plunge, jump into the unknown, do something different? Um, or do I stay the course? And, and I know, I know, you know, when we're talking about authenticity and, you know, being your true self and your real self and, and, you know, I, I don't disagree that, that my job right now isn't my authentic self. I love my job. I love what I do. And I, I feel so lucky to get to, to go to work every day, but there's that little, that little part of me that's, well, what if what's out there is even better? What if I love it that much more? What if I'm able to do that much more from it? Um, you know, and I, I know we just watched, <laughs> we just watched the Truman show is the classic 1998 movie with Jim Carrey in it um, as my final unit in English class this semester. And maybe I am just living in this perfect, comfortable sea haven, if you will, right? Where I don't know what world is out there, right? And, you know, so that part of me wants to just get out and explore a little bit. But also, does that make realistic, like, realistically, does that make sense right now? So I don't know. What do you think, Dad? Well, first of all, I love the fact that you're struggling with it. (laughs) This is what I define as the authentic journey. It isn't that we have to have perfect clarity over everything in our life. And there's something wrong with us if we don't get clear. Mm -hmm. Authenticity means that we're willing to invest in the struggle, that we're not just pushing the, the, the voice aside. There's a quiet voice inside that is really speaking. And the, the, the work of authenticity is to access and tap into the power of that voice. And sometimes you have, well, you have just demonstrated that sometimes it is not always clear. And I want to applaud you for embracing the challenge and the struggle because you are living authentically just by asking these questions. Mm. And so the first thing I would say is to, well, that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is (laughs) you mentioned in graduate school, you had a dream. Mm. and and you want to watch for that dream is is the comfort of life cover that dream up or has the dream shifted Mm. or is this just not the time to live that dream Mm. because there's a voice in there that I would suggest and it's hard to know is that my authentic self is that just myself that wants to be popular and Mm. wants to be bigger and mm-hmm. wants to, you know, maybe I feel invisible in university. So I want to be really big. Mm-hmm. So what, what is, go back to that voice and speak mm-hmm. to that voice and that dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a huge part of that was the, you know, everyone in my bachelor's of education, everyone there was going to be teachers. And I think at the time too, I was, I, I, I heard these horrors of the public school and, and how hard it is to really, truly try new strategies in education. And, and also, if you can hear that bell, it's the dog trying to get him to go out, but he doesn't need actually to go out. Speaking of authenticity, he just wants attention. So I'm going to close the door and ignore him for a minute. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the bell is coming through on your end, but uh, hilarious. We've got this little bell attached to the wall that, you know, we trained him to use it to go out to pee, but then he decided to misuse his privileges and just use them anytime he wanted attention or food or treats. So now he just rings the bell all the time. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I think a, a huge piece of, of it was I didn't really know what it really actually truly was to be a classroom teacher in, in you know, during my degree. Um, and I, I didn't know that I would love it as much as I do. And I also didn't know that the current 
environment that I, I have the absolute privilege of working in right now, where I can do so much experimentation and um, try big new things with the way I teach and have such a supportive admin team and um, such open-minded students uh, and parents who who fully support trying these new things. I had no idea that such a world even existed in, in graduate school or in my undergrad, rather, in, in my B.Ed., my bachelor's of education. And now that I, I've found this, you know, like maybe also maybe, you know, getting my degree is, is another way of just being better at what I'm like even doing. Right. So, so I, I just, I, and I, I love, I'm trying to think of a better word than struggling with these two big questions. Cause I, I, it's, 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 I feel very privileged that I have the opportunity to spend time thinking about it. Right. And, and to, to, Google different programs and and different employment opportunities. And like, I feel like that's such a, a wonderful place to be in that I can ask these big questions. So I don't want to, you know, also sound too, because I know not everybody has that opportunity to, to, to think big on, on where they want to go in their life. But you ask a fundamental question. And that is, when do you take that leap, which I think many of our listeners can relate to? Mm-hmm. And if we can't relate to this, we're probably not on that authentic journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some of us might be living our calling, but even when we live our calling, it can evolve mm-hmm. and we can expand into new areas. So we want to keep growing. But if we're not struggling with this, it likely means that we've just shut it off. We've turned off mm-hmm. that valve of inspiration and just gotten comfortable because what you're asking, the question is, do I take a leap and take a risk or do I stay stable? Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes it's not that clear cut, but, uh, but it's, but it's, a, it, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a real struggle, but it does have to be an inquiry and there has to be an intention on staying with that inquiry. So what helps me in a situation like this, when I'm making a decision like this is to define where authenticity isn't. So it isn't about being popular. It isn't about what society wants, although these have to be considered. It isn't about pleasing anybody. It isn't about trying to live up to some kind of external expectation. That is the pathway that where authenticity doesn't live. Where it lives is to be still and and really uh, go inside and listen to our heart, and listen to what really is uh, speaking to our heart and soul. Do you have a sense of how you might answer that, or where you know the answer won't be found for you? For me, I guess, the the, the big thing, I think, is I know I don't want to work with adults. I love working with kids. So either that's in the, so I know that to be true. Um, I know that that's a huge piece. I know I, I, I want to be creative, um, and to try new things. Right. So I know that's a huge thing. And I, I also want to learn. Um, and so I know these are three things that I, I know to be true. Um, and I know that at least two out of the three things can be found at my current job. The one just being the learning piece. But I think if I, I really truly reframe it, I, I can really learn at my current job, but I think it's, it's that challenging my brain in a way that hearing outside ideas from experts um in a way that they can the way that you know 
um, the same old, same old cannot. Um, if that makes sense, like I can always learn from my students. I can always learn from my colleagues. I, I, I know that like, there's always something to learn, but it's that, it's that next level of challenging my brain, um, with, with brand new ideas, brand new ways of thinking, new techniques, things like that, that I, I, I don't know if I would be able to get just from work right now. Yeah, it's, this is, a, these are tough questions. And, and we also need not only to be still, but we also need to be a com- in around a community mm-hmm. and put words to this with people that won't tell us what to do, but that mm-hmm. will guide us to our own truth, that mm-hmm. won't lay us on expectations, but mm-hmm. that will help and guide us to what we really know is true within ourselves and that we can come to that. And so I, I'm delighted that you're bringing this to the surface. It reminds me when you were talking about a friend of mine who was, who has a daughter who's a, a medical doctor. Mm. She was in a relationship with a guy who, um, uh, she was actually married in a relationship with a guy that all he wanted to do was sit at home and watch reruns of The Office. And that was <laughs> that was kind of his life. Wow. And she said, I am meant for something more than this. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I go back and I want to get a, a degree in, uh, I want to do a specialty in oncology. And she, Mm -hmm. she just knew in her heart and her husband wouldn't support that. And for a variety of reasons, um, they decided to divorce because the it wasn't just around career. There were other factors going Mm -hmm. on, but she was really listening to her intent. And so then I start to think, you know, when your mom and I were watching reruns of, of corner gas the (laughs) other night, am I just being lazy? Mm. And should I, should I, you know, like, should I follow the path of this woman who just continually wants to grow? And, and we, it's so easy to get caught up Mm -hmm. in those in comparison and the expectations Mm -hmm. of others. And the fact is, I like to grow. And I like to expand myself, I like to read and and study and improve myself. So I'm not just having one year, 70, you know, I'm coming up to in a few years here, I'll be 70 years old. And I don't want to just have 70 years repeated. Mm -hmm. I want one, I don't want just one year, 70 times. I want 70 new years. I want new, but part of that is relaxing too, Mm -hmm. and enjoying some sitcoms with your significant other. Mm -hmm. So uh, these are questions that, that, we have to wrestle with and, and examine. What do you think? I think so too. And I have, I have this, and I know we're on words as a podcast, so I can't actually show you this graph, but I'll, I'll kind of describe it. And I'm sure you've heard it before uh, about the implementation dip. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So this was, this came up again from my fabulous boss, my, my principal. Um, and it, it sort of talks about this sort of natural dip uh, in energy that you might have at certain points in your career, or certain points in your life. I was definitely in one of these dips in the fall um, where I didn't have much energy to think about new possibilities. But essentially, it's it's this if you can imagine sort of like a, a graph that has productivity going up on the what is that Y axis, I guess, um, and then time on the X axis. So going horizontally. Uh, and you have a um, sort of a U-shaped um, graph, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a math person, so that's a vertex or whatever. I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to make up math terms. I'm, I'm not a math guy. It's been a long time since I've done math. Anyway, so and it starts with, you know, if you if you have sort of like endings on on the on the left and new beginnings as time goes on, you go through a period of, of you know, um, denial and then anger and then um, 
frustration and apathy as you start to move down um, into a sort of dip, right? Confusion, listlessness, right? As as you're in a point of transition, right? Um, as as changes happening or as you're you're in as something's going on within your career. Uh, and then eventually you'll come out of that dip um, into engagement and excitement and high energy. And the way that my my principal explained this dip to us is that you're going to have different sort of peaks and valleys in this energy and productivity curve uh, throughout your career. But then also as a team, uh, different people are going to be at different points in that dip throughout their own career. So like I might be in a point of excitement and engagement about new opportunities right? Um, but there might be somebody on my team who's feeling apathetic uh, towards the current job, right? Or vice versa, right? And so it's, it's, it's you know, finding, finding a wonderful team that you can work with and also knowing well enough with yourself. I'll send you a picture of this dad too, so you know, but I know I'm trying to describe it over a radio. Um, but uh, it, it just really helped visualize for me that there are different points in your life where you might be looking for new opportunities. And there might be points where you're in that List where you're in that apathetic state and and all you want to do is just watch sitcoms and that's all you can manage and you just need to relax and give yourself that time because you know that there will be a time when you're feeling like you want to do more and have more energy and be more engaged um and uh so it just it it, it helped too because i so i might be in a point where i'm feeling a little bit listless or i'm i'm, I'm looking for engagement in new areas right um and so yeah it reminds me, Haley, that, you know, of the seasons of life. Yeah, definitely. There's, you know, there's hibernation times, there's, there's renewal times, there's beating off the bugs, working mm -hmm. hard times, there's harvest times. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to honor the cycles of the human psyche. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing you say. Definitely. And to really honor the fact that, uh, so what are the criteria for you around a good career? Mm -hmm. I think you you are the kind of person uh, knowing you, you mm -hmm. need to keep growing. Definitely. You need to keep expanding. And there'll be, as you say, cycles in that growth. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I think if you were just to settle mm -hmm. and to drift for very long, it would start to feel irritating for you. You mm -hmm. would, you know, your authentic voice would start mm -hmm. to rumble, if you will. And you okay. would start to hear this inner calling to say, your life is meant for more than this. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that there isn't a cycle of hibernation. In fact, stillness, even though we don't want to distract ourselves too long, we're yeah. looking at old uh, sitcoms, but in stillness, <laughs> you know, whether it's with nature or just in quiet time, we'll mm -hmm. begin to hear those rumblings that you don't want to suppress mm -hmm. to say, you know what, I need to do something different. And so maybe they're not strong enough to take action right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just stay put right now, but pay attention. If it's meant to be those rumblings, if you will, will get louder. What do you think? I think absolutely. And I was even just thinking, you know, just even in terms of for now, right, to scratch that itch, maybe for right now, especially, you know, as we, you know, think about a big trip this summer or what have you, right? Maybe for now, you know, to to grow my brain a little bit, um, to to just do more writing, do more reading. You know, I I just got this sounds so silly of me because as you know, Dad, my first job in junior high was at a library. I just finally got an Ottawa City Library card on the weekend. What is wrong? I've lived here for like 
six years. How come I just got a library card now? I don't know. Anyway, and actually reading good quality stuff and audiobooks and ebooks and you know, they have an economist. I can I can read the Economist magazine and Time magazine and National Geographic. Like what's wrong with me? Why did it take six years? Anyway, so maybe that's all I need to scratch my itch for now you know, but just, you know, listening to that voice, right. And, and asking these questions about like, what is it really that I'm, am I running away from pleasure or, or sorry, am I running away from pain or towards pleasure? Right. And I think right now I'm running towards pleasure, right. Right now, I'm, there's no pain on this end. I love my job. Right. But maybe running towards pleasure is, is where I need to do right now. Right. And, and maybe that pleasure is not necessarily a full career change, but you know, maybe it's just doing more of what I love to push my brain a little bit more for now, for now. You're what, right. What Be I love about what I love about that is that there's no judgment attached yeah. to that, but there's awareness mm -hmm. and there's an understanding of what I need to do right now and trust that 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 awareness will come. And it may be that you come up against a hard place where you say, I need to make a decision mm -hmm. and I'm going to take a risk. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, but to honor that and to honor the journey day to day and to not miss out on the experience of being in the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can make plans, but, you know, I, you know, again, look at those animals beside you. Oh my God. They know how to stay present. And I think yeah. that's the lesson too in mm -hmm. all of this is to stay present to our experience as this thing unfolds. I was just, it's so funny you mentioned this too. I was just helping a student who's writing an essay based on a beautiful novel called The Midnight Library, which I think I've talked to you about. Um, I, I got, I was recommended this book by M Melissa, my older sister. Um, and I have lots of students now who who are reading it and a beautiful, beautiful book, The Midnight Library. Um, and uh, so the whole, the whole book is just about how you have to live in the moment. You cannot spend time fearing the what ifs of the future. You have to look at the, the optimism, you have to look at the, the future optimistically. You can't fear the possibilities of the future. You can't get overwhelmed by the possibilities of the future. And nor can you wallow in the, in the past, nor can you wallow in the regret of the past. You have to live in the moment, right? And see possibilities as, as a hope and optimistic uh, and an essential piece of, 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 of existing, right? And so the way that the student views it and also the way that the novel views it is is looking at the metaphor of a tree right and so you have to have strong roots yes right but if your roots are rotted if you're too busy thinking in your past if the roots represent your past and regret right and your roots are rotted you're not going to go anywhere so you have to have strong roots so you have to accept that your past happened and you can't change it it's part of your past the end right uh and then you have to the, the trunk is living in the moment right but also connected to the trunk are all of the possibilities of the branches of the leaves that go up and beyond that, right? And so the trunk has to live in the moment. The trunk has to be present. The trunk is grounded with the roots, but also the trunk can look up to all the possibilities and the branches and the leaves beyond it, right? And so I just thought it was a beautiful metaphor, um, partly from this this novel, um, the Midnight Library, but also in the terms of how the the student is is choosing to present her final essay. Um, yeah, and I just. Very also very topical that it's all kind of, you know, came together to now, too. I love that. I love yeah, that. And, and eh? what you're really saying here, and this is what we probably want to wrap up with, is just mm -hmm. keep the conversation alive. Definitely. Keep the conversation alive within ourselves. Stay open to life. Stay aware. Stay mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. Watch when, you know, we're going to go through periods where we numb ourselves and when we distract from mm -hmm. facing reality. But the real truth of our lives 
comes from staying present and staying still and going inside and sharing that truth with people mm -hmm. that will support and guide us to who we're meant to be. Mm -hmm. And it is not a linear journey, but we hope that we can support each other on this path and support those that we love and care and serve uh, to support them on this journey. Definitely. Listen to the rumblings. I like that. <laughs> yeah, <You have. laughs> That's great. So dad, what are you grateful for this week? Oh my gosh. What am I grateful for? <laughs> I'm, I'm very grateful for my health. Mm. I, I'll tell you, you know, when I cared for your uncle, my brother, who, who uh, lived three and a half years with brain tumor before he eventually passed, he taught me something that when you have your health, you have a thousand wishes. Mm -hmm. And when you don't, you have one. Hmm. So just at this moment, I'm just grateful for my health. I'm grateful to be able to breathe. I'm grateful that I can see, that I can experience the joy and sometimes the difficulties of life, that I can embrace it all. That I can, you know, that that I'm just, I'm not just surviving, but I'm really on a on a path to living. And I'm grateful to have you on this journey with me. Mm, likewise, Dad. <laughs> likewise, that's a great one. What are you grateful for? Oh, health too. That's always great. I just came back from a run just before this. And so I still have that wonderful feeling in my lungs of being able to breathe and move and how important that is. Um, and I'm also grateful for uh, having opportunities to escape in a positive way, not in a negative way, but to just sort of find ways of shutting my brain off for a little bit and just kind of getting lost in a sitcom. Um, right now we're watching Bob's Burgers, which really, I know I, I've been trying to tell you about it, Dad, too, but I'll just plug this show for a second. But it's just this wonderful, heartfelt, animated TV show for for adults. But um, it's just one of those shows where you just adore all of the characters and how refreshing it is to watch a show like that, that every single character on that show you want to root for. Um, and just how rare that is. And I just, I just really value just being able to just sit in, in this brain candy of, of wholesome entertainment um, and just be able to just kind of, you know, 20 minute an episode, just kind of get lost in this fictional world of this family and then, you know, share that with my significant other. Um, and then, you know, just, just be able to, to just, yeah, shut my brain off for a bit, I guess. Yeah. And then also to be able to shut my brain off, but then also be able to turn my brain on and, and have these wonderful conversations with you, dad. And, you know, reflect on these big questions and and to be able to do that too. I love that. <laughs> Great way to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun doing another episode. Let's stay real. See you next time, folks.